And on this week's show, we're going to be talking about the last in the Destiny of the Doctor audio series, The Time Machine, which is an 11th Doctor story. But first, let's have some news. And I think that the news is going to please quite a few fans this week, actually. is Stephen Moffat confirmed that Series 8 will, won't be split. Yes. Yes, we're going to get a complete 13-episode run, it appears. So, yes. um in 2016. No. Yes, yes. <laughs> good, good news. Do you think good news? Bad news? You know, what's what's your? I mean, what's your take been on the the, the split uh, series anyway? It, it is. Uh, I'm not so bothered. I, mean, I did quite like having the 13 together. You sort of just started to get into it. Yeah. And then it stopped, especially when they split it five, which, which they had to do for obvious reasons. Yeah. It was an odd number, but uh... yeah, you just never really got into the the run of it, did you? Well, I. I can sort of see it made some kind of sense with Series 7 because the two halves of Series 7 were so completely different. Yeah. I know they recorded Series 7A and 7B, but it might have been Series 7, Series 8, as far as I'm concerned, because yeah. the, the two just weren't even remotely similar in tone. So, um, Well, but, you had to have the Christmas special in between, didn't you? You did, so. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it was, that, was a, that was a peculiar one, that one. Um, but I'm... I'm Quite glad that you know we're not going to get a uh, a split series this time. To be honest, as you say, it, it does ruin the the flow, doesn't it? Somewhat. And also, you hope then we're sort of back into we will get a series every year. Well, let's hope. You know it, that that was that was the thing when they split it. I mean, not only was it split, but actually we got one series split over two years. Yeah, that's it. And that was a long, long time to wait, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that was the thing that people were complaining about. We didn't even get a full series in the anniversary year, but I, I you know, I th- as we said last week, it's. Um, I think <laughs> what they did give us more than made up for that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, they could sort of get away with it. Then I mean, it was more really the fact of how little we got the year before. Yeah, that's that's more to the point. Yeah, exactly. Because that was we were, were sort of pretty poorly served that year, weren't we? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, so no, good news. It is good news. I feel. Definitely. Now, um, obviously, onwards and upwards with Doctor Who. The time of the Doctor, uh, there was a, a, a new trailer. Of, 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 I think it's the first trailer we've had so far, isn't it? Um, yes. Released for it. Yes, looks looks quite good. Very Christmassy. And it as does, we come to expect. As we come to expect. And it does appear to be, from what you can tell from the trailer, uh, does appear to be kind of a, a addressing some outstanding stuff, perhaps. Who yes. knows? Who knows with this? Um I must admit, when it was the 50th anniversary, I stayed away from the trailers. I didn't want anything spoiled. This one I'm not so bothered about because we know what happens. We don't think there's going to be any sort of special guests, which we were sort of slightly worried about getting spoiled about, weren't we? Yeah, that's it. For the other one. And glad I stayed away, actually. When yeah, but... yeah, exactly. Um, but with this one, we know we know what the outcome's going to be. We know Matt Smith is going and, and Peter Capaldi comes in. We all know how it ends. Um, obviously, yes. we don't know in, in what shape... Uh, that that will take, but um, but the outcome is the same nevertheless, isn't it? So, yes. But and also, there's been a few um, promo photos released as well. Uh, one of, now, I don't want to talk about them just in case anybody hasn't hasn't seen them. No. Um, but 
all I'm going to say, it, there's there's one thing that has sort of worried me about them is it's that that report that the Sun released a few weeks ago, where they claim to have uh, given away quite a few, just about every single detail about the time of the Doctor. Yeah, um, the photos sort of back that up. They huh? do back that up. Well, at least one thing, anyway. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, which which does slightly worry me because when when I read this stuff in in the Sun, uh, well, actually someone sent me the link which I read because I think it's usually just completely made up on the spot by them. Um, and when I sort of read that, I thought, well, if it, if this is what it's going to be like, we're, we're back to end of time in terms of quality yeah. for, for a doctor bowing out. And now it looks like one of those um, exclusives has, has been, it, it rings very, very true now. So that has got me slightly worried. Oh, well, you never know. You never know. You never know. Yeah, we could relive the end of time at Christmas all over again. Oh, there you go. Oh, deep joy. <laughs> deep joy. Um, now, another sort of... So, stri- you think, think it should be the end of time of the Doctor? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, well done. Well done. Touche. Um, now, there's another sort of weird bit of news, actually. There's a petition going to name a recently discovered planet uh, Gallifrey. Um, yeah. Yes. Now... <laughs> Well, it, it sounds. A, I mean, if you did call it Gallifrey, it sounds a bit sexier than what it's currently called, which is, which is HD one zero six nine zero six B. I actually thought that was going to be the new standard for the what was it four times better HD quality TVs. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a bloody mouthful, though, isn't it? <laughs> it'd just be it'd just be shortened to Blu-ray, wouldn't it? <laughs> I, I, I just thought for some reason you were going to say four times a lady. Then for some reason. <laughs> It was this, it's, the, it's the follow-up. 40, 40, <laughs> nearly, was, yeah, was, nearly 40 was, years was, too late. I got, I got to number 72 in the charts, that <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, dear. I wonder if Lionel Richie's listening to this. He'd be penning it right now, wouldn't he? <laughs> God damn, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> He's not even from the Deep South. I don't know why I did that accent, actually. <laughs> I don't know where that accent came from. <laughs> Oh dear. Anyway, yes. Um, yeah. Apparently, this uh, it's a it's a uh, a gas giant, which it says is a, uh, approximately eleven times the what, mass of Jupiter. And on a rich, is a big gas giant. <laughs> oh dear. We do we do apologise, Mister Rich T. We really do. Um, yes. Um, yes. It was discovered apparently earlier this year by a um, University of Arizona, and the petition has been started by an Australian. Um, called by the name of Sam Menhenet. Um, he's asking the International Astronomical Union to rename the planet Gallifrey in honour of the Doctor's uh, 50th anniversary. Yes. Yes, okay. Um, and if you wish to sign this petition, um, you can find that at change.org, which mm. seems to be um, popular for all kinds of... every kind of petition these days now. So yeah, if you go to change.org, and uh, you, can, you can find that petition on there, should you wish to sign it. This doesn't really sort of lower the tone of petitions, does it at all? You know, no, not at all, not at all. There's actually. nothing more serious than this we can be complaining about. On petition. No, no, indeed, indeed, it, it, it's a slow news week, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it's a very slow news week. Now, um, just to sort of like finish up the, the news items on a, on a bit of a sad note. Um, unfortunately, when, as we recorded, because uh, well, we recorded last Friday, unfortunately, the actor Barry Jackson uh, passed away. Um, now. Those who don't know who Barry Jackson is, he 
appeared in Doctor Who three times, actually. Um, he was appeared in the Romans as Ascaris. He was in Mission to the Unknown, uh, where he played the character called uh, Jeff Garvey. And his last appearance, which I think most people will probably uh, know him for, was Drax, who was a renegade Time Lord in the story Armageddon Factor. So, uh, yeah, and I think recently he was, he was in uh, Midsummer Murders, yes. so, which he recently just left, didn't he? I think, he's, 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 I think he left during the last series or something. And good to see on his CV, Crown Court. Crown Court and Zed Cars. Yes. And Dixon Dot Green as well. And Blake Seven. Which makes him a, a true actor. It does. It does. It's a, a renaissance man, I'm going to say there, actually. A renaissance yes. man. So sort of condolences to his family as well. So, um, But anyway, um, let's move onwards and upwards because we've got yet another edition of Omega's Tech Corner. You pester me with trinkets! Right, now you found um, two items of tech from across the pond, didn't you? Yes. I just sort of had a... got fed up with English tech and I've broadened my horizons. Yes. So, uh, yes, we, we, we've looked to North America for, for this yeah. week's tech news and... Um, would you, would you it's like to... sort of Christmassy feel to them. As well. It is, yes. They're both very, both very Christmassy, actually, yeah. aren't they? Um, yes. Now, would you would you like to kick off, Paul? Uh, the first first one is just really with something that I actually looked at and thought, again, this is sort of almost having tendency to take the Mickey out of these things. I actually looked at it and I thought, you know, I can actually see myself buying that. Yeah. And it was the Doctor Who Tardis string lights. Yes. You get ten little Tardises lit up to hang on. Your tree or wherever. Yes, it's um, they do actually look quite good to be honest. Yes, in the but, pictures anyway. In the pictures anyway. I must admit, I wouldn't be um ashamed to hang them up in the house to be honest. No, no, it's um, just, just not to invite anyone round. No, <laughs> no. Well, um, it's they're, they're you can use them indoors and outdoors, um, as well. They come with um full replacement lights. Um, each string is nine foot long, which is quite quite good, and they're mains operated. Yes, as well. So, and it does say multiple strings can be plugged into each other. Yes, so I suppose you could loop yes, them yeah. all loop them all around the house if you wanted to. However, um, I, the, 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 it's the blurb uh, that describes this particular item of tat. Um, it, yeah, I, it's, it is his party like a Time Lord. As a homeboy of Gallifrey once said, ain't no party like a Time Lord party, because a Time Lord party is not bound by typical temporal parameters and thus cannot stop. Jesus Christ. Um, so, <laughs> who, who are they marketing these at? I don't know. I mean, I've absolutely no idea, to be honest. <laughs> I can't see anybody who's actually looking at that and thinking, yes, that's me. <laughs> By that description, is actually looking for TARDIS lights. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of... Oh, God, I really hate that sort of that sassy talk. You know what I mean? Sort of like, ain't no pa- like a time law party. <laughs> Sadly, I suspect we're probably more their audience and that ain't talking to us. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Now, um, unfortunately, you can buy this from a, a site called thinkgeek.com. Uh, but right now, as we recall, they're out of stock. Yes, they've gone out of stock, actually, since I, I saw these earlier in the week. Oh, right, OK. Well, it, well, they... It's not because I've been ordering them all. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, if they do come back into stock again, they are retailing for $19.99, which I don't yes. think is too bad a price, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know whether we've just been caught up in <laughs> spending money at Christmas. So we don't maybe, maybe. Price, but... Now, yeah. um, 
on to the next item of tech. Now, this this one's a good. This is from our um, our old friends, um, Entertainment Earth, bringing Hollywood home. Uh, yes, yes, they've got uh, Doctor Who Eleven Doctor's glass ball Christmas ornaments. Yes, hang it on your tree this yes, Christmas, indeed, or now, not, or not, because well, let we'll, we'll come to that bit in a minute because um, the photograph on there is the. Um, where can I say it's been used before? If any of you have been to the BFI events and seen the yes. Doctor Who 50 um, image projected on the screen, you know, um, during the panels and whatever, it's that same image with Matt Smith flanked by all the other Doctors um, sort of lined up behind him sort of thing, which already is already out of date because John Hurt and Elsa have been included in that lineup. Um, it also retails for $11.99, which I believe is just for one... Christmas ornament. Yes, one bauble. One bauble is $11.99. Measuring three inches in diameter. Yes. So, um, it's a big bauble. Yes. It's a very big bauble. It is handcrafted. It is handcrafted. Um, however, these are available to pre-order. Yes. Hmm. Because co- they don't come until <laughs> February 2014. <laughs> Someone's got their shipping dates wrong here, haven't they? They have indeed. And of course, by the time you'd be able to use it, which would be Christmas 2014, Peter Capaldi should be in that lineup. Yes. So this ornament is absolutely redundant, to be honest. It's it, it's, a, it's a souvenir ornament. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, some. Celebrate the Christmas oh. you could have had. Exactly. You could relive Christmas, couldn't you? Yes. You could relive Christmas 2013 in February. Yes. Oh, dear. That, someone's really cocked that one up, haven't they? I think so. Yes, I think so indeed. I think so indeed. So, um, yes, that is it. That, so if you, wanna, if you want to buy that for Christmas 2014, <laughs> head over to entertainmentearth.com. Just paint your Uncle Paulie in front. <laughs> you I could do. It's a stick of... Yeah, just stick a sort of a newspaper cutting on it or something. <laughs> Believe me, you wouldn't ruin it if you did. <laughs> anyway, that's it. That's it from us. Ta- uh, I'll say that again. Omega's Tech Corner for this week. And also, that's it for the news. So, coming up very, very shortly is our review of The Time Machine. So, for another week, then, that was the news. <laughs> Right then, everybody, it's time to, well, review the final story in the Destiny of the Doctor series, and this time we're taking a look at the time machine. Alice, could you tell me what's going on here? Alice was relieved. Professor Chivers, this is... In one bound, the Doctor reached Chivers and completed the introduction. The Doctor! Hello. Lovely time machine, I'm here to dismantle it. Sorry. You say you've made a time loop. Think about it. What shapes a loop? Round, Alice answered. Oval, at the very least. Depends on how many dimensions you use to track causality. Let's keep things simple, the doctor said, holding up a hand, making a circle with his finger and thumb. Let's say it's round. What else is round? A hole. Things get in through holes. You cannot stop us. Hello said the Doctor, cautiously. Why would I want to stop you? We are already here. So I see. Who are you? He asked. We are the Kreevix. The Doctor's right, Alice replied defiantly. You don't belong here. You're like 
beetles inside a clock. You see the cogs, the working. You hear every tick, but you can't tell the time. The Creedix took a step closer, and suddenly Alice didn't feel quite so brave. The doctor's clock has stopped. Right, it's my turn to go first, isn't it? It is. It is indeed. Right. Um, I think before we, we actually start the review, and there's one thing we haven't mentioned over the past um, few weeks since the, this news broke, um, is that the original sort of um, company that's releasing these stories, Audio Go, went into administration. Yes. Um, which is a bit of a, a bit of a shame, really, because they also do, they used to release a lot of other BBC audio stuff as well, didn't they? So they, they, they do seem to have they did seem to have the license for the back catalogue of quite a lot of the BBC radio comedy stuff. Yeah, which is now since gone, isn't it? Um, hmm. As I've been trying to ask people for Christmas presents and failing to find. Yeah, so a bit of a bit of a shock that actually, because um, it did seem there was going to be like a, a bit of a last minute reprieve for them, and the next thing you know they've just ceased trading. So it's a shame, yeah. big shame. So. Um, I know Big Finish have been releasing all these stories in conjunction with Audio Go anyway, because they have sort of co-produced them. So, um, I mean, thank God for Big Finish for picking up the baton. And, and they've uh, stepped in now and said that they're going to actually release the whole as a box set, aren't they? Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, you know, fair play to, to Big Finish there. So, um, but anyway, um, Tom of the Doctor. Oh, Tom of the Doctor? That's, that's Christmas. <laughs> I was going to say, here's a spoiler review for you. <laughs> the Time Machine. <laughs> The time machine, I meant to say. Time of the Doctor. Um, <laughs> dear, oh dear, after a good start with this one, aren't we? <laughs> You've been in your time machine and watched Time of the Doctor. You can tell it's the What's end. What's it like, Phil? Come on, tell us. <laughs> you can tell it's the end. We don't care anymore, do we? <laughs> anyway, yes, the time machine. Um, now, this this story had a, a lot to to pull off, really, didn't it? Because it had to bring all the other stories together and, and make sense. Yes. Um, and I think it kind of did that. I think so. I, what I think it did, actually, was it didn't wrestle with the other stories. It basically was its own story, and then you had five minutes that it just explained the rest of the stories. Yeah, which I think I had a little bit of a problem with, because it was just too too damn fast. Yeah. There was far too much to take in, and I I do wish I'd listened to the other stories again oh, before I coming to this. That. I think we we planned to do that, didn't we? That we yeah. said, "Oh, yeah, we'll listen to them all, and then again, and then listen to this." And obviously, time got the better of us. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So, um, and I think a lot of that is to do with Jenna Coleman's reading as well, because she did. I mean, I thought for the most part she was very, very good. Yes. To be honest, I really think she she sort of read the story well, um, and it, it it came across very very naturally as well. And odd for her to be doing it without actually Clara being in it. Yeah. Um, now I, I know we should actually we should have started this off by saying there will be spoilers throughout this. Yes. So we're going as we always do when we when we, we talk about these things. I'm not quite sure. It's not a spoiler that Clara isn't in it. No, it's not. Um, no, she plays a character called Alice Just had Watson. a horrible death at the beginning. Was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was like, wow, what a twist. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> no, she plays a character called Alice Watson, uh, which is, I suppose you could say, not at all like Clara. No. Um, in any shape or form. So it, it was it was good to see her play something different. I think it's the first time yet where someone, like a 
know, a previous companion or actor, sorry, has, has played the companion in each of the stories up until now. Yes. So this is the first time where you've got like a, a companion actor or actress who doesn't actually play the character that they're known for, which I must admit I wasn't expecting. No, to, you did sort of think, when, when, when's Clara going to come into this? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then you, you realised, no, actually, no, not. Not at all, not at all. No. So it, that, that, was, um, that was a nice little surprise. And I think she did do quite well in it, yes. to be honest. She didn't quite capture Matt Smith's mannerisms. And and he's and his way of his way of talking, uh, you know, too well. But but when she was playing the Doctor, I, to me, she just rattled the lines off just a little bit too quickly. And especially at the end, when it, when he, the, the Doctor was wrapping up how he managed to um, avoid or beat the the paradox by creating his own paradox, and the it, way he, and the way they rattled off all the previous adventures. And the other people you've you've met, the do- or things that the Doctor had to save in his previous incarnations, or or um, or you know the Babel Sphere put collect. into a museum, yeah. collects and stuff like that. Um, it it was, and I think that's why it was another good reason to listen to it twice before before we uh, actually got around to reviewing it. Yeah, because there was so much to take in at the end, um, and I think on the set for me on the second listen, it it did make a lot more sense. I just sort of I got a bit lost with, with why he was going where where they all fitted in. Mm. Listening to it first, I mean, because actually, to be honest, you go through this and most of it. This is actually quite a reasonably. I quite like this as a science fiction story. Yeah, and it does. It's only when you get to the last what is it ten minutes of it that it actually suddenly you start to realise. Oh, actually, you it, it does tie in the other stuff. Yeah, because it doesn't reference them at all until then, does it? No, that's right. That's right. Not until, as you say, right until the the very very end. And I actually must admit, um, the other sort of there's other there are another two actors in this as well. Um, and you've got Michael Cochran as Professor Shiv- uh, Chivers and Nicholas Briggs as Crevix, or or should I say the Crevix, really, isn't it? Because it's like a, a just a name for this particular alien. That's um, I thought, yeah, yeah. Um, now I actually quite like the the the, the Crevix for, for what they were doing. Which was eating the future. Yeah, I quite and like it, it. Was like the it was the potential of the future was more appetising to them, and I and I like that rather than just sort of eating all of time. All they were interested in was what was what was to come. Yes, which had a lot of promise. It was all full of promise and potential, and they just saw that as a, as a you know a big juicy meal to eat. I mean, there's there's the line, isn't there, when Alice says to them, "You'll never appreciate this universe like we did," and it says. You're quite wrong. It was delicious. Yeah, yeah. I I loved. I really sort of threw what they were doing into focus, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It really did. Um, And I I just the only thing that sort of um, sort of disappointed me about the Krivitz was was their description. Because yet again, it's an and a big finish. Do seem to I know it's not totally a big finish production. This, but they do tend to fall back on the insectoid aliens quite often. Yes, and I, that's only thing when I was listening to this. I thought, oh no, here we go again, another another seven foot tall insectoid alien. But I think once you sort of put that to one side and got into what they're actually trying to achieve, yeah, you know, within the confines of the plot, I thought they were actually quite a worthy adversary. I mean, it sort of worked though with this story because they were sort of these swarm-like creatures. Mm. 
And the description of when they're on coming down from the rooftops. Yes, yeah, sort of scuttling down, weren't they? Like yeah. big beetles or something. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, yeah, it was quite effective. And also like there was always that sort of um insectoid chattering going on in the yeah. background all the time, which I thought I thought the sound effects were really, really well done as well. And I must admit I didn't realise it was actually Nicholas Briggs who was doing the voice. And so I know they, so I think they did mention who who was starring it at the beginning, but I didn't sort of pay too much attention to it on the first listen. It wasn't until it got to the end and they went through you know, the Krivix play by Nicholas Briggs. And I thought, oh, well, I, I actually didn't, for once, I didn't recognise his voice. Well, that's one reason why Big Fish would step in and save you, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but another little, nice little thing as well, um, the, the, the Professor uh, Chivers character. Now, I completely forgot them. As I say, this is 11 months ago. We first met him in the first Doctor story, Hunters of Earth. Yeah, and what he did say, he had the best science teacher possible, Ian Chesterton, and I thought that was a nice little callback as well, back to Coal Hill School again. It, it, I mean, it did sort of tie everything together. It, it, it did, did tie everything together. I was trying to work out the one I couldn't remember and wasn't quite. Did, must have passed me by, and I must. Have, I've only listened to it quickly a second time. Was where did it tie in with the second Doctor story? It hasn't. Unless someone out there can correct us on that, who's listening and I to can't it. remember. I can't remember now. This is what I really wanted to go back to. I can't remember now what the doctor says. To, what the doctor says to them? Says to Jamie because he sees it, doesn't he? Is it Jamie or is it um, the second doctor? He sees. He sees the reflection and the writing appears, doesn't it? On a sort of post-it note on the glass. Yeah, it's like a psychic paper kind of thing, yeah. wasn't it? And yeah. I can't remember actually what it says. No, me. It's also as like a. A bit of a conversation with him, doesn't he? Yeah. Did you? Know, yeah. I honestly can't remember. Honestly, can't remember. That's the one I couldn't. That's the one that I didn't seem to tie in. The others obviously did. I mean, I'm not quite sure that the. If we're now going to talk through this, yeah. as we said to spoilers, the Babel Spear computer. Not quite sure whether that was really needed. Well, I, I've actually got a wiki page up for this. Yeah. Um. And it says about the Babel Sphere, it said um, an artificial copy of the fourth Doctor was inside the Babel Sphere that sent messages through time, influencing the Kreeviks to seek out Chivers. Yeah, and to it, just pick that time and space. Yeah. yeah, and it said the messages would not have reached the Kreeviks, nor the psychic message the 11th Doctor was sent to his former incarnations. And it also, there's all the bits here, it says, it said, oh, well, no, here we go. So the 11th Doctor was sent for incarnation. However, had the 8th Doctor and Charlie Pollard not cleared up some interference in the form of an alien invasion using the William Tell Overture to invade the Earth in 1935, and nor if the museum that the Babblesphere was stored at hadn't been capable of sending sub-pulsar transmissions, uh, which was only made possible because the 2nd Doctor saved Sophie Toplovich's research on the Quiet Ones. Ah, right. There you go. That's it. So it's not until I read that paragraph I saw the 2nd, so it does make sense. It right. does make sense. We we take it all back. We take it all back. It's all. I, know, I just couldn't. Re- that one didn't seem to stand out to me as to what I, what was in that one. What actually the one that really actually stood out was. Oh the... no, I do remember now. He saved all the data off the computer, didn't he? Yeah. Yes, yes. I remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crikey, that's my favourite one as well, and I, f- I completely forgot. Yeah, no, about no. The plot. I mean, it was a great story, and I think probably actually more because it was more interest. The story was so interesting. The actual what the Doctor had to do. Yeah. Um, at the request of the eleventh Doctor, was so was secondary to just how good the atmosphere of the story was. Yeah, I think. that's it. But we also mentioned that the um, it wasn't just about the Doctor getting his incarnations to, to 
um, sort of collect certain items along the way. It was also saving people yes. as well, which I thought was great. And at the time, you, you didn't see them linking up at all. It's not, it's not until, the, no. as you say, the last five minutes of this story. And there's another character in it called Guy Taylor, who's a time agent who gets basically wiped out of existence, basically by the Doctor, doesn't he? Because he falls into the, the Krivitz's uh, trap. Yeah. Um, now, basically, Guy Taylor is the son of O1, who was in the seventh Doctor story, Shockwave, and Lyric Erskine, who was in Death Steel, which was a tenth Doctor story. Yeah. So they were saved by, it says they're saved by Ace and Donna, uh, respectively. And Lyric and O1 conceived Guy during their second honeymoon at the Memorial Hotel, which was founded by Joseph McNeil, who starred in the, or appeared, sorry, in The Night of the Wisp, which is the Ninth Doctor story. Yeah. Which the Doctor had to keep alive. That to... seemed a bit of a, a, a weak link. That well, that was a little bit, really. But he, so just, <laughs> he just kept ensured... him alive so that he founded a hotel. Yeah. So no, it, it ensures that he lived to become the mayor of New Vegas, yeah. who has his own hotel, by the sound of things. <laughs> the, one, the one story... That actually, this this episode, the final episode, actually made more sense of was the Seventh Doctor one, which I think we both liked at the time. We did, yeah. We but did. we both picked up on the fact we we sort of said this was the only thing about it was if he hadn't sent he was sent the Seventh Doctor was basically sent there to save the captain, yeah, who we now know is the father. Yeah. The reason the seventh the captain was in danger was because of what Ace did. That's right. Yeah, and we said, well, this was rather ball, se- circular, and surely if the Seventh Doctor hadn't been sent there, mm. he wouldn't have... Um, it wouldn't have happened in the first place. First place, so everything would have been fine, so he wouldn't need to save him. Yeah. Actually, what this says was, A, they needed the, the cube. That's right. The time cube. Yeah. And B, it was the near-death experience that the captain has, that is caused by Ace, yeah. that makes him go out and adventure and find his wife. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, it, it, it give it give this story arc its due. It does make sense at the end. It does tie up everything. It does, and for Doctor Who to tie up every single loose end. Yes. <laughs> well, also we haven't um, talked about the fifth. How the fifth Doctor um, fits into all this as well. And that's to do with the Ovid spheres. Yes. Um, and this is sort of happened sort of off. I could say off camera. Really, that's what I thought of a better expression. Uh, it's basically the Ovids were so impressed with Tegan. In particular, they shared their knowledge of uh, psychokinesis with humanity in the far future. Um, and then, then also the third Doctor. The Doctor uses the technology invented using his knowledge to throw a chunk of super-dense therocyte, which was saved for, uh, from, dis- from destruction by the third Doctor and Mike Yates, um, which he throws at Shiver's time machine, destroying it in, yes. in this, this particular story. And then the Doctor's Tower is able to break free from the Krivix's trap because of the omni-paradox stored away inside the TARDIS by the sixth Doctor and Perry. Yes, so it all allows does... the TARDIS to travel. Yeah, so it all it all makes sense. It's really well done. Although it doesn't necessarily make me want to go and. No, it doesn't excuse some of the stories, does it? No, no, no. <laughs> it really doesn't. But I I really did enjoy this. I thought it was a, it was a, a a cracking story. To be honest, I think um, even if it didn't have to. Use the previous stories to um, to sort of tie it all up at the end. I still would have enjoyed it as a standalone. Yeah, I mean, it actually made sense of tying it up. There, there yeah. wasn't just things were tied up for the sake of tying them up. No, that's right. 
the whole thing was everything was well as we, as we now discovered everything was used and there was reasons why it had to be used yeah yeah it was I, I, it was great it was great um i was must admit i was a bit nervous about this story you know would it tie up all the loose ends would it make any sense i actually wondered whether it'd actually be a story in itself the thing that's impressed well, impressed pleased me most mm. was the fact that it was a story in its own right it wasn't just a tying up of loose ends no no it wasn't it wasn't it was yeah it, it was very well done very well done and also to get sort of like different writers for each story as well and and for it all to make sense yeah i mean fair play to to ever put this together really fair play to them i thought that yeah was, yeah so the amount of different styles and different doctors to actually be able to get something that's reasonably coherent over 11 stories. And 11 months as well. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you know, so, it's also if we had like one after the other, you know, on a weekly basis or something, we had to, it's, it's taken, you know, nearly all year to get to this point. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, it's, it's been, been a really good journey. I think it has been one of the good things about the. I mean, whether most of them you'd be bothered about had they not been, had this just been a. 11 CD set that was being sold at any other time, whether you'd have been so keen on it, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think... There's been there's been some really good stories in this, I have to say. Yeah. And this this did follow in those footsteps. It did. But I think it probably is just because of the nostalgia factor as well as... Well, the, yeah, there is that. Else. I mean, I, I agree that um, we've, we've you know, reviewed these individually anyway, and they a lot. it has been patchy in places and some of the I mean there was a couple of stories in particular I just did not like at all yeah one of uh, which I did one yes, of which I agreed yes, with the, yes there's, yeah there's, exactly it was the third Doctor story we, we disagreed on yes on that one so um, it was as I say it, it, it was a bit hit and miss in, in places but it, it this story makes up for that yeah. even, even though the actual plot of those stories might not have been to my liking but the outcome of each story now makes sense. It's now now it's all finished. I actually do want to go back and listen to them all again. Yeah. Now yeah, I know. Same here. Now same I know here. how it finishes. I do want it. So so it must have been worthwhile because um, if it wasn't, then you'd think, well, I've just wasted eleven hours of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm actually willing to go and listen to them again for another eleven hours. No, I am as well. I'm, I I completely agree with you on that. Completely agree. I, I, I definitely, you know, I have enjoyed this series. You know, yeah. it, it was probably the first thing we we sort of did that sort of celebrated the 50th anniversary. Yeah, uh, sort of the first thing we, we reviewed for in, in that vein. And uh, you know, I, I'm sort of sad it's all over. It's the last, actually. Yeah, it? it is indeed. Yeah, I'm just sort of sad it's all over. To be honest, yeah. it's um, it's the last thing we were going to review for the 50th as well, and. You know, it's, it's sort of that. That's it now. That that sort of sort of shut the door on the fiftieth anniversary oh. for us now, isn't it? And pleased to say that nothing has disappointed. No, it hasn't. As we, as we said last, as said last said, week, we said last week. Oh, nothing's disappointed about this fiftieth anniversary. Not having listened to this yet. Yeah. So there was always the worry that the last thing we did was going to be the one that was going to going to sort of ruin it for us. Yeah. Not ruin it, but sort of sort of sour yes. it somewhat. <laughs> Finish with a damp squid. Yes, and it hasn't. Uh, I'm really hasn't. pleased it hasn't. Yeah. Really pleased it hasn't. Yeah. So, 
But um, yes, shall we? Um, shall we leave it there? Are we? Yes. Yes. I... We're, we're getting too happy, aren't we? We are, moment? aren't we? We're getting far too happy. Um, we have a solution. Right? We we do have a solution in in the form of next week's episode. Um, because next week it's um, well, it's time to return to the ghost of Christmas past. Yeah. Because as we've done, um, well, we started last. Was it the last couple of years we've done this now? Yes. Yes, we've we've gone back to to previous Doctor Who Christmas specials, and we were sort of going back in back in time, um, back to we'll eventually end up at the Christmas Invasion. Uh, so this year, um, it's time to cover. Oh God, I can't believe I'm going, I'm saying this actually. Voyage of the Damned. This is the test of our newfound enthusiasm. <laughs> Oh god, yeah. So you've got that to look forward to. Or is this to. The, just the planet cleanser before the, the Christmas special, the proper Christmas special? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, we're um, yeah, we're, we're going to go back to uh, the Voyage of the Dam next week. The the Carly Minogue spectacular. Yes. Yes. Oh dear. I think this this is where um the Christmas specials really started to go. Uh, no, I'm going to leave it until next week. <laughs> we may be surprised, actually. We may be. I it's... haven't watched it for a while. Um. I did see it recently on Watch. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so if that if that doesn't sort of uh, whet your appetite for what my opinion's going to be next week, I don't know what will. <laughs> Good. Good. Excellent. Okay, then. So, yeah, I mean, that's... Um, we, we, we do these sort of um, old Christmas specials now um, in place of doing another... Um, like our first Christmas special. Yes. Um, a, because we haven't got time to write anything, and plus the fact we're trying to forget it. So, <laughs> so <laughs> you think this is going to be bad? You yeah, indeed. Think. You should. Yeah, you should have heard that. So, um, it, it will go on the website eventually, but not for some considerable time. <laughs> so, yeah. So we've. Um, so next week is our Christmas special, basically. So um, yeah. So that's that. That's voyage of the damn to look forward to. Yes. Fantastic. Okay, then. So, until next week, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. podcast please visit our website at who's hyphen he hyphen podcast.co.uk you can also follow us on twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast and please also join the who's he podcast facebook group the who's he podcast is a member of the doctor who podcast alliance